The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. It's time for our annual Best Ball podcast, where we talk about Razzlam, we talk, we talk about Underdog, we talk about fan tracks. I do that with my good friend Mike Alexander from Razzball, joining us next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson. I'm with Mike Alexander from Razzball. Uh, our podcast is brought to you by the good folks at Underdog and at Fantrax. We thank them both. We'll be uh, sharing how you can play on both of those platforms shortly. Every year, I talk points leagues. I talk best ball with uh, Mike Alexander from Razzball. And Mike, happy to have you on again. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Hey, it, it, it's time. I just I just registered for Raz Slam to make sure I'm still in for that. I've been, I, you know, I get that invite. I'm yes, I'm psyched. And then I got it and like 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 a dog chasing a squirrel. I got distracted and hadn't signed up. So I'm signed up now. But uh, looking forward to that again this year. Uh, yeah, it is anybody who wants to sign up. You have a couple weeks left, so uh, head over to Razzball.com and and check it out. Yeah, and so we'll talk. Let's talk about Razzlam. It's a fun game. Uh, it's modeled after the NFF, NFBC's cut line contest. Basically, um, yeah. it's a points league, which I don't do a whole lot of. Um, I, I'm an old school rotisserie guy. Mm-hmm. I know that's not how a lot of people play the game, though. So it's like a hole in my uh, my, my game a little bit. And so I always make sure I, I do this. And I try to do like one at least one other just so. I can speak about it just a little bit. Yeah. Like you said, it's getting more popular every year. Underdog is in their second year of offering a, a best ball product as well. That's points. So you, you kind of have to have two baseball brains, your, your points league brain and your Roto brain. Yep. Yep. But that's yes, right. So we're lucky for, for Raz Slam to be hosted over on, on the NFBC. Uh, they do a great job for us applying their cut line product, yeah. um, w- which is, pretty close to a best ball. The only thing that is, is worth really pointing out is um, you've got two fab periods, uh, one, one early season, one middle season that you can make some moves. Um, you know, the, the NFBC's cut line leagues are 10 teams. Ours are 12 in, in Raz Slam. So that just depletes the pool even further. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're not going to be fixing a lot of holes. You know, it, it might just be your catcher's out for the year and, and you just need that, that, you know, you had three or four, you need to get one more, that kind of thing that you can fix. But you know, the, the big prospects are getting drafted. Um, you know, every, every now and then a Spencer Strider pops up, but uh, right. It's not, there, there's not a big, a big impact 
from those fab periods. Right. So. And it's a little different than Raz Bowl, where you have $10 a fab and you can go, you, basically, the most you can get are 10 free agents. Yeah. And you have fab every week, uh, at least to a, to a, to, until you get to the cut. Um, so it's a little different there. Of course, football is a completely different universe. Uh, you want to talk about picked over, though. That's just trying to replace dead guys on your roster. There's rarely like the huge difference maker there. Um, but kind uh, of a running back. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, although I, and I think there is a year of the tight end, tight end apocalypse. I think I lost three tight ends one year. So I was just like picking through the, the scrap mm-hmm. heap to find some anybody that was just getting like three targets a game. But uh, no, yeah, what year isn't that? <laughs> hey, that's true. Good point. Uh, so uh, but it, it's cool. I mean, uh, you know, I actually, you know, this is this is a fun contest, though. Uh, it's it lends itself to a lot of different draft strategies. You don't have to chase stolen bases. You don't have to chase saves, um, which, you know, you get you get some variance in your your first round ADP and your ADP generally. Um, it's it, it's it's a different type of draft. And I appreciate that because you do enough drafts, you play in enough leagues. There's there's a meeting of the minds, if you will, in the community. And it, it it's worse in football than it is in baseball, but there's a certain like order that gets set. But in a points league, it's different. Yeah. You, you can slice it a lot of different ways. You know, power's the typical profile that's going to be the most reliable in, in a points league. But, um, you know, th- there is a place for people who, who can project high stolen bases as well. Um, but it, you know, it all, it all adds up to the same, points you know you're, you're not you're not in categories and that really uh, i think you know you're seeing the popularity of that increase because it it appeals to the the average fantasy player that hasn't really waded into the the baseball world um you know especially on underdog uh, only a few positions you don't have to know okay this guy is somebody who is late in the draft that i can grab for steals right Here, here's the reliever i have to get for saves um you, you know the the dark horse in a bullpen like the Dodgers, something like that, you can really just say, all right, you know, let me jump in a draft and have some fun. And exactly. You're a little bit protected there. If you're, you know, you're, you're matching wits with guys that are grind in Roto leagues, you're not as at as big of a disadvantage. Right. I actually think it's the, and there are people that, you know, do tons and tons and tons of best ball leagues. I actually kind of feel like I'm sometimes at a disadvantage with them, especially format wise. When we start getting into the, vagaries of each platform there's some huge considerations that you need to make you know whether you know i i, I know some platforms you can only have one player at a position you, you know a player only qualifies at one position on one platform but it could be a multi-position player in another you know and and so and when, when you get multi-position guys on the one platform those guys are gold yeah um and yeah, that's a little work on that it, it, you can't quantify it with a numeric value but um you know, a lot of people like to look at auction value, even in a non-auction league. Right. Um, you know, for me, I think you can bump somebody with good position, dual positional eligibility as much as $5 Yeah. Uh, in your auction values, which, you know, most people, the, the traditional thinking is, you know, it's a buck maybe, uh, you know, maybe if it's a catcher a little bit more, but, um, you know, I, I think really solid, like three position eligibilities, um, guys like Melendez and Varsho with catcher, I think you want to go almost as much as $5. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially if the the yeah if that the implication is the playing time with Varsho and Melendez too, because the vast majority of those times are are going to be in the outfield too. So you don't even have yeah. That's to... the dream. You you want the guy playing a position with catcher eligibility. They don't have the wear and tear of, exactly of catcher because that beats you up. Does Varsho get to twenty games this year at catcher? Is this the last year we have him available at catcher to us? I, I think he probably needs some kind of event there, whether it's an injury. Um, or, you know, a severe slump from like Jansen or something like that, where, you know, they just got to give maybe Jansen a break from some at-bats. Um, but it, it's going to be close. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Um, I, I'm, 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 I am kind of curious there. I think Melendez does get there. This is just he, – he is essentially the backup catcher and yeah. an outfielder. Um will be H. Sal. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Sal's just going to find ways into the lineup more than any other catcher, but it, health, health willing as always. But, uh, you know, they, they emphasize any day where he can be a DH, he will. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the dual position eligibility platform is, is really NFBC. That, that's the main one there. You yeah. Know, they, they have a system that can say, here's a guy that, you know, Tatis, for example, is shortstop outfield. They'll, they'll put him where it gets you the most points that week automatically. Um, fan tracks is not dual eligible. They have a set position for everyone. Same as underdog. Um, you know, their underdogs a little more simplistic. It's either outfielder or infielder, no catchers. They get put into the infield. So, um, okay. You're, uh, you know, you're just dealing with kind of two groups there and then pitchers. So you don't have, and so that means you, you completely eliminate positional scarcity as for catcher uh, as a consideration. So yeah, like it's, three it's catchers funny. drafted. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe a few more than three, but it's yeah. funny seeing the names that you're used to, you know, um, guys that are top 100 players, even top 50 with the, with the top catchers. They're, they're way, way down that list. Sure. And, you know, a few of them are still real, good real-life players and, and can be considered an infielder in this setting. But, yeah, you you don't chase that. You don't chase the stolen base guys that get pushed way, way up. Um, yeah, you know, it's – Especially on underdog, the it's power and it's on base. Those are the things that are gonna really provide you consistent scoring. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that that that's huge. Let's jump into Razzlam. Uh That that's the first contest. Let's dive into the details on that. As you said, it's hosted on the NFBC, which means uh, their positional eligibility rules kick in. Um, it's modeled after their cut line contest. Uh, Position-wise, what do we need to know there? How many do we need of, uh, of of each? What's the important thing to get on top of? So it's it's pretty um, standard for somebody who's used to the NFBC or, or deeper Roto Leagues. Um, you've got your, your standard positions, corner, middle, a utility, five outfielders. Um, and, and then, you know, pitchers you don't have to worry about as much because you just need nine pitchers. Um, right. You don't have to worry about RP or chasing saves. You know, there is a place for them in the game. Um, that's one mistake I made very early in my best ball days was, okay, you know, the, the, the biggest <coughs> impetus you're after is two start weeks. You mm-hmm. know, the guy's going to get innings, he's going to get strikeouts, and he's got shots at, you know, maybe two wins or quality starts or whatever the platform is, is scoring for. Um but on the NFBC and Fantrax, they, they both get left for dead um, on both of those platforms. Uh, relievers that 
you know, you, you can stack up to starting pitchers, probably not a two-star week, but you can stack up to a good starting pitcher with a reliever that has three appearances, gets two saves or a save and a win, um, and has, you know, solid strikeout numbers, eight, eight nine strikeouts. Um, you know, that's, that's essentially a, a good start. So, um, if you see them falling down the boards, that's, that's a, a adjustment I've made in the last couple of years to try to make sure I don't just ignore them uh, like I did in, in prior years. Yeah. Uh, that's that. And I, there was one year where I tried to actually grab a few of the top ones, knowing that I was getting them at a pretty decent rate thinking that, okay, well, I'm, yeah, I'll get the elite guys. I, I don't think it worked out the way I wanted to, but at the same time, it, it's, it's nice when you get three save, you know, getting a save is huge point system wise. I mean, I think that's the other thing is people don't, you know, aren't, aren't quite familiar with the point system. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. You know, one, one of the first things you, you really need to do when you're dipping your toes into new waters is go look at the rules because you, you might think you've got a handle on it, but there might be a, a tweak that you're just missing or, you know, maybe you don't realize something like uh, the one thing to remember is when you look at home runs, you know, a home run is both the home run, but also a run scored and right. a run added in. So, you know, you're, you're compounding there with, with interest. You'll see a lot of Raz, Raz slam leagues and a lot of cut line leagues, I imagine as well, um, where, some people won't take a hit, uh, a pitcher until like the sixth, seventh, eighth round. And that's fine. It's, it's not like you're competing in a category. Uh, it's if you yeah. have, and the better you are at, at ferreting out good pitchers, the be, you know, more likely you're already going to, to go load up on hitters early. Uh, I, I think you play to your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And cut lines being 10 team leagues, it, it, it just pushes that even further. There's oh, pitchers yeah. there. You know, you're used to a 12 or 15. You're comfortable with those names down the, down the list. So you're you're saying, okay, I can I can wait. I, I you know, let me fill my my hitting spots first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Fantrax is kind of the opposite. You you want to get pitching almost one for one as you go through the draft, in my opinion. Interesting. Uh, and we'll dig into Fantrax a little bit more in the details momentarily. Um, I, I just I, it, it, the, the other thing too with Raz Slam obviously and, and with the cut line is there's the, the there's an overall contest along with your individual league. How much do you you know? We always ask in like the main event or in the online championship how much do you play for the overall contest? I don't think it's really any different in a points league. You you just play right. There's no playing to the overall. Right. Yeah. You know you you don't want to draft your first ten players as, as all high risk players that that's yeah probably sure i guess yeah net neutral at, at best um but you, you know you probably want to have some some calculated risks um you, you know uh, the later you go in the draft the more comfortable obviously it is taking risks sure and um you know both in cut line leagues and in ras slam you know the the, the impetus of ras slam is to kind of say who's the best drafter you know, we're, we're getting together analysts and, and some fans and people who've won Razball commenter leagues, get an automatic uh, invitation, things like that. Um, you know, who's the best drafter? Because you can't really do too much, you know, right. uh, EGFBI, um, main event, online championship. Those are, are evolving leagues. You know, the, the best drafted team may finish middle of the pack if, if you don't keep up with the right fab moves, the right start sit decisions you know, best ball and cut line. Um, you don't have any of that. It's just 
you know, you, you draft it well and your team does well. If you yeah. didn't draft well, you don't. <laughs> it's always interesting, you know, seeing the cycle now, the draft cycle, the the industry cycle, if you will, on what people pay attention. In the off season starts off an emphasis on dynasty leagues, dynasty keeper leagues, and all that. Uh, a lot of the content is produced as that. Then you get into best ball season, like we have now, and also draft and hold leagues and things of that nature. Pretty soon we'll start talking a little bit more main event, online championship, and we got our home leagues. We still have leagues where we manage leagues. We we do trades and things like that. You can, you know, all of our contest leagues, all of our industry, league, you know, industry leagues. You can do trades. Obviously, tout wars. You can do trades, uh, but that that art is like it you start with trade leagues with dynasty leagues and then you end with trade leagues with your your home leagues and things of that nature yeah and, and who's who's the king of trades i think fred zinke fred is, zinke ian khan uh or two guys of the, the, you can make a deal with you know they're not yeah. going to rake you over the coals they'll work with you exactly uh, i i do tons of trades with ian and xfl it's crazy he, he we always are, have a good meeting of the minds and it, it, we'll see you know it, it's it's worked out i think so far although i I guess it didn't really work out because I still haven't won XFL and I've traded away a lot of future assets, but okay. Um, yeah, Ian's a guy, you know, if you, if you pick up his phone call, you have to be a little skeptical. Like, well, why does he want this guy more than I do? <laughs> what does yes, he know but, that I don't? <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's sometimes like, I haven't even been thinking about doing this trade. He's always thinking about trades. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful mind. I, I'm impressed, you know, just to have the bandwidth to be able to do that. Like I'm always at like a soccer tournament or something with my kid and all of a sudden right. I get a call. Hey, uh, yeah, let me, all right, let me pull up all my phone and all right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Let's do it. You know, it's always one of those sort of things. Yeah. But we, we get it done. I, I trade well with him. Um, Fred. Yeah. It's easy to make a trade with him. Scott Pianowski, another person makes, makes a lot of trades. I play in every sport, every t- type of format with Scott. Scott plays everything. It's great. Yeah. Um, I guess I play everything too, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, just um, the, the scoring for Raz Slam, again, you know, is the cut line. Um, yep. uh, it's slightly different, the NFBC's best ball than just straight points. Uh, I think Todd Zola actually helped them generate their scoring format. Right. And um, the, the big difference is you get negative one for an at bat. And that's just kind of to correct for, you know, those top of the order guys from just kind of running away from it um, with being able to overwhelm um, in counting stats. So um, it does, it gives it a nice fair balance, I think. And it's just a slightly different way to to slice the same game. True, true. Um, It's it's brutal, though, when it goes through, when you get that top of the order guy that's going through an epic slump. Uh (laughs) Won't be using him this week. But and that's that's usually one of your top uh, your top your top draft picks too. That's the other thing that makes it pretty right. bad. Um, we're gonna move on and talk underdog, but first a quick note from our friends at Underdog. Fantasy baseball season is underway, and there's no better place to play than Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. Right now, Underdog has MLB best ball tournaments live, including the Dinger, which has five hundred thousand dollars in total prizes. In best ball, all you do is join a contest, draft your team, and that's it. There are no waivers, no trades, and no in-season management. Draft 20 rounds of players and get the best cumulative scores in your lineup. Three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex each week of the regular season. Getting started is simple. Go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up with promo code RWMLB, and not only will Underdog double your initial deposit up to $100, but you also get six months of our Rotowire subscription for free. 
Again, that's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code RWMLB. Draft your $100,000 Dinger team today. Also, our uh, podcasts are hosted on the Blue Wire Network. We play their ads as a consequence of that. Here they are. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for your indulgence in playing those ads. Let's talk underdog. Underdog, like you said, this is their second year in the market for this. Uh, it's rapidly growing. We, we're seeing huge, huge interest uh, from people playing in underdog leagues. Our, our, you know, they, they sponsor our podcast during draft season. Um, we're getting a lot of crossover from that. Uh, it's a fun contest. It is. And, you know, their, their small price point is the, the warm-up $3 entry you know, for three bucks, you can draft the team in an hour and, and, and scratch that itch. And yep. it's, it's over three quarters full right now. So decent chance they probably have to, to uh, reissue another one. You know, you're, you're used to seeing that um, if you play on the football side, you know, right. they, they fill quickly. You get two, three, four, you know, the, I think we were on the mitten four for the playoff leagues. Uh, you know, people just can't get enough. And, exactly. and that's a big crossover too. You're, you're going to have a lot of people paying attention to underdog right now with, the, the Super Bowl happening, the playoffs having just wrapped, um, you know, you, you'll have gotten some payouts there. So you, you've got an engaged audience that may not, you know, I don't want to say not sharp, but they, they may just be looking to jump in a draft. And they need action. It, yep. it, it, you know, get a little action, it, it, enjoy, make a little time sink there. And, um, it, you know, you see some interesting things, um, even though it is only the three positions, you, you know, you you get in a draft where somebody just drafts pitchers for a while or, or doesn't draft pitchers at all. Um, and, and, you know, seeing how that cascades throughout the room is, 
is a fun experience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because uh, I often like when I travel during draft seasons for March, March for baseball, even February, and then uh, same thing for football. And the best thing to do, best way to kill a, a long layover is just jump in a best ball league. It's, it's yeah. so, you know, boom, do a couple of them even if you can. Uh, it's, it's a great way to kill that time, stay engaged. And, oh, okay, now we're time to board a flight now. All good. So I love doing that. You get familiar with the, the player pool again, you know, those, those names that you maybe had filed away for, for later dates. Um, you know, you, you start reading the news blurbs again, uh, finding out who's on a new team, and all of a sudden, Semyon's on the Rangers, uh, things like that. Yep, absolutely. So let's talk specifics on underdog. Uh, very small rosters. I think that's one of the huge things there, yeah. starting lineups at least. You know, three outfielders, three infielders, a flex, and three pitchers. And – Boom! You're done. You don't have to worry about catchers. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a different animal. You don't have to. You're not drafting for depth. You're drafting to get. You know, you're trying to get guys that pop, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 big the driving thing on underdog right now is outfielder scarcity. That's, Interesting. That's what everyone's talking about, and it shows up in the draft room. You know, in the first round, uh, probably ten of twelve picks are going to be outfielders. Wow. Yeah. The, the pool falls off dramatically. You know, we, we know there's an outfielder clip, but <coughs> yeah. with just three, it's, it's kind of an interesting shift because you got to get those elite guys. Yeah. Once they're gone, it's just, you know, a plateau of, of more of the same. So if I can get two good ones, you know, then I can deal with that third spot. And consequently, infield goes very deep. You know, you see names that you're not used to seeing in the hundreds, in the two hundreds, even. Um, you know, Tim Anderson is a name that always catches me off guard. He's he's way down the list. Um, Brandon Brandon Lau, um, Gliber Torres, guys that you know on NFBC, you're drafting probably around pick 100, maybe a little earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, you're getting them at 150, 200, and even into the 200s. Some of these names. Yeah, well, if you think about it, I guess it makes sense. You need three guys, and you're pulling from three positions with no multi-position eligibility, whereas infielder, you need three guys for, that you're pulling from five positions. Correct. So, and, and, then, and then pitchers, obviously, they're copious, so uh, you get that there. Um, I could see – I feel like it's almost like wide receiver in football. You, I could see people going – you know, in these best ball leagues, it's, it's pretty trendy to go wide receiver, pass, catcher, heavy – and weight on running backs. It seems like that the, the analog to that is weight on infielders. Yeah, that, that is kind of the, the, the zero infielder strategy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, the, the distinction to make when playing on any of these platforms, but particularly underdog, is the contest you're in. Are, are you in one of the overall contests? Yeah. And, and that's going to determine a lot of your strategy. Because if you're jumping in a – they have all the way from two- and three-man leagues. They have six-man leagues. Um 12 team leagues, uh, you know, just that are, that are Island leagues that you can just jump in and, and have, you know, first, second. And if it's a bigger one, a third payout versus the, the big overalls, the, the warm up, um, and the dinger and, and, and the bigger contest where you've got to advance, you know, you're not just trying to win a league. You're trying to advance that, you know, weeks one through 18 are the standard, the regular season. Then you're going into the, the three playoff periods. Right. So you're not just trying to have a good season. You're trying to have a good season and a good playoffs because the money is at the end in the final in the final period. So, right. You know, you might break even by advancing, but um, 
you know, the, the big conversation around that that is, I think, going to heat up a lot is what do you do at pitcher? Um, you know, the again, two start weeks. That's what you're after at pitcher. That's going to, you know, a guy that can, can have two starts can just double up another pitcher in, in theory. Um, so the conventional thinking had been, you know, I probably want to grab seven, eight pitchers. Some people were grabbing nine pitchers. Let me get as many bullets as I can for two start weeks. Right. Um, a couple of the underdog guys that are into that are on the baseball side of their content. Um, it's his handles at baseball and uh, too much Tuma. They've been doing some work where they're, they're showing actually the usefulness of those last two or three pitchers you're drafting is, is not equivalent to what you could get out of another position player. Interesting. When you think about it, you know, the early pitchers taken are SP1s, SP2s, and their rotations. They're the guys that get two start weeks. They're the guys with trust from managers that are going to let them go five, six, seven innings, maybe further. Um, versus, a, you know, a guy who's an SP4 and is going to, you know, maybe get skipped in the rotation here and there, going to have a quicker hook. They don't yeah. want them going the third time through the order uh, and that kind of thing. So you're, you're not really getting um, – enough equity out of that guy that 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 late pitcher um so they're they've been publishing some stuff on on twitter and and on their pod about um drafting five sps and it feels kind of weird but uh i'll equate it to football where you know you you don't want to draft three quarterbacks in a best ball league you're just kind of dead money you know it feels safe okay if i don't have a quarterback i can't compete but you're drafting a guy who's probably not even a starter or, you know, a, a bottom five starter. If you're taking a third quarterback in a football league, you've just given away that pick. You get no value out of it. You're better off chancing a wide receiver or a running back, somebody who could, who could luck into playing time. Um, what, let me ask, uh, you know, on the pit, the baseball equivalent, like starting pitcher equivalent, what if you employed a strategy where you're waiting on starting pitchers a little bit more so you don't have as many aces, so thus you feel like you need to make it up in volume? So that is a strategy people employ. You know, they, they, they don't go for the aces. They do want to try to say, okay, you know, I probably need seven or eight. I've got better position players. So I don't need as many uh, guys to rotate through my rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, rotation's a bad word because we're talking hitters. Um, in my starting lineup, Um the thing about hitting, though, is just in nature, it's up and down. It's very up and down. You know, you say you've got a lot of guys that have a slump, and even the best players have a slump. Pitchers right. can still, you know, you can have a bad night and still get five strikeouts and a win. Um, you know, so I think it, it, the nature of pitching is a little more friendly to being usable um, for the better pitchers. So uh, it, you can cut it any way you want. Uh, you know, all, all strategies are valid. Um but baseball was looking at advance rates, you know, over expect over expectation, and less pitchers had a better advance rate over expectation. Right, you know, makes your, sense. Your your goal there is to hit on your five, you know, get those right, and then hitters can, you know, any number of factors for a hitter can can bump them into your lineup. A hot streak, they get to play at cores for a stretch. That kind of thing where all of a sudden they hit one home run, you know, that's 14 points when you add in the run and the RBI. Right. That's That's a good start for a pitcher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is there any normalizing for number of games or is it just, you know, is is there a huge advantage like, you know, 
hey, this guy's got a seven-game week. Uh, this guy's got the dreaded five-game week. I mean, you're not obviously setting lineups, but do they do they count them the same, or is there like a is a limit on games played for a given week? No, I don't believe so. You're, it's just the, whoever has the most points that week. So okay. some people are starting to look at the the playoff periods and trying to look. Okay, you know, here's here's teams that are having more games. I think that's a little bit of a, of a dangerous game where, um, yeah, you know, I, I might make that a tiebreaker, move somebody slightly ahead of the other one, but you know, that depends on the player you are. People do that in the NFL best ball uh, world as well, where they say, okay, you know, I got to get that, uh, that, that Bill's Bengals game. And, and, you know, it's at the end of the season, it's going to have a lot of implications and it's going to be high scoring. And you know, sometimes that doesn't work out for you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I see that all the time. Um, you know, baseball, you know, football all the time and even baseball. Yeah. I, I agree. Rainouts happen. You yeah. know, and all of a sudden that team that had five games has seven after all, uh, you know, and, you know, you, you adjust or you thought, oh, this team was going to be great this year. No, they had three starting pitchers that got knocked out. So now you can use them um, and, you know, you, you can use your hitters against them and all things like that. So, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I absolutely get it. How I think that is definitely, especially baseball, such a long game, just ignore schedule. Well, in schedules, <laughs> speaking of schedules, we have a balanced schedule this year, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Instead of 19 games against every divisional foe, we have 13 games. We play every, the teams play every single team. You have a home in the interleague series. It's a home and away. Once one home this one year, away the next year. So you uh, it it really kind of takes away some of the advantages for like the central division pitchers, for instance. Right. Yeah, and I like all the changes that baseball has has made coming into this season. I think they're all good things for the game. Uh, they should make for a more exciting product. And isn't that what we're after all what we're after at the end of the day, you know, just enjoyment. Yeah. I, so here's my thing. I, I don't really care so much about the pitch clock because when I'm at a game, I'm not in any hurry to get out of there. I'm enjoying yeah. myself. I'm relaxing. You know, don't rush me. Get, let me get my two, my second beer in before the seventh and right. slow drinker. But you know, you know, I don't, don't rush me. You know, I, I, I don't need to be in a hurry. I think, I, I think casual fans probably want a quicker game. Rights holders want quicker games for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they want, you know, the people that have to work the game, whether they're reporters or broadcasters and all that. Yeah. They'd love a quicker game, but I don't know. I, I, I don't need it so much, but I get it. Same time when Kenley Jansen's taking 35 seconds to throw a pitch and, you know, and then he tosses a lazy toss over to first base. But yeah. We can get rid of that. That's fine. I get that. And um, I think that's going to be the, one of the really big things that people haven't thought about yet is, you know, yeah. your, your, your throwovers and your step-offs, because that, that counts as an interruption, I believe. Right. Every you single throw to first base is going to be your best move, yeah. 100%. You, know, you, you think the sign got stolen or you just didn't like what you, what you got from the catcher? You step off one time, you put yourself into some hot water. Yep. If you have a guy on base. So Absolutely. That's Absolutely. going to be really interesting to see some of the gamesmanship that I'm sure managers and clubhouses are, are you know, thinking about how can we, you know, push things to the to the edges a little bit here i think we're gonna see a lot more blown saves this year yeah yeah relievers they don't like base runners typically yeah they're they are the, they're the ones that are slower typically james anderson was pointing that out like five of the top uh top seven slowest uh pitchers to deliver a pitch are closers uh so i thought that was interesting plus not only that but they you know they're max effort guys so if you think about it they, they need that time to recover between pitches a little bit more. I think we see some velocity declines from closers, maybe pitchers generally, because you have less time to recover. 
yeah, they're going to have to learn to, to pitch a little more than to just overpower. So that the guys that rely on that heavy fastball uh, are maybe a little bit more at risk. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a hidden benefit maybe perhaps is we'll see more hits because pitchers aren't, you know, velo- velocity tra- and a, the increase in velocity tracks with the increase in strikeouts in baseball. So uh, maybe that stops that, that trend for a little bit. So we'll see. Um, let's talk a little bit about fan tracks, but first we'll tell you a little bit about fan tracks. Uh, you know, they have best ball leagues, but they also have a lot of different ways that you can uh, run your, your season long leagues as well. It's the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry offering great fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper redraft and best ball leagues. Are you coming from another service? Fantrax makes it easy. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. Fantrax offers the most in-depth player pool in the industry, including minor league players. Do you need a customizable commissioner service for your fantasy league? Fantrax offers more customization than any other platform. Waivers, categories, scoring systems, schedule. Fantrax offers custom solutions for all that and more, and it's all free. They have a great auction tool. Tout Wars has used that uh, many times before in the past. We, yeah. uh, def- definitely a great auction tool that they have there. Uh, you can sign up for free today and be entered to win an official MLB signed jersey from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Simply go to fantrax.com slash rotowire and sign up today. That's F A N T R A X dot com slash rotowire. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. I'm here with Mike Alexander from Razball. Uh, you know, he helps, is doing a lot to help run Raz Slam. He's always my go to guy for talking about best ball and points leagues. Let's talk about the Fantrax platform. What makes it different? So it's, it's a little bit different, like we said, with the position eligibility. They, they get a fixed position. Um, you know, sometimes there, there's a guy that will pop up that you're not quite used to seeing. You know, they Brandon Drury maybe. You know, he's, right. he's a third baseman. You're used to seeing him with three things next to his name perhaps. Um, right. And, and then, um, you know, the, the five outfielders and then three utility spots because they don't have corners. Okay. And there's only one catcher. So it, that's kind of their answer to, you know, they, they didn't want two catchers. They didn't want corner and middle infield. Um, so they added three utility spots. And, okay. and I kind of like that. Yeah, at least some interesting builds. Yeah, you know, you can – you might have a, a spot blocked, uh, even two spots blocked, and you can take a value still and say, okay, you know, I've got two shortstops, but there's a third that's just fallen, and he's a guy that I like late. I'll take him. Yeah, three um, first basemen, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's again, you know, power plays um, on base is important. It's toned down a little bit from underdog, I think, for you know, with, with power versus a little bit more complete hitting profiles. But, um, you know, the 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 big thing on on fan tracks is uh, value above replacement, and that skews pitchers' values much higher. You know, you're okay. You're starting nine pitchers. Um, you're going to draft. Um, you know, probably about half your team as pitchers. And how many um, roster spots does Fantrax have? Uh, so on Fantrax, the most you can draft pitcher-wise is 22. Okay. Um, I believe, let me take a quick look, it's 40 total spots. Okay, so that's like double underdog then too, right? And so- Yeah, and you're, you're going much deeper in the pool. Um, yep, 40 rounds, so... And, and I'm also on uh, up to, to pick on it and attracts 10. Nice. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you're going very deep. You're probably, you're at least doubling up every, every hitting position. Um, 
you know, the, the, the decisions kind of come around a couple of spots catcher, you know, you can't, you can't triple up every position. You probably want three first basemen, three third basemen. Um, you know, you want eight to 10 outfielders. Um, but when you start adding it all up, you, you're going to have to make a, a decision somewhere. And usually for me, that decision comes at, at catcher stopping it too, you know, cause is the third catcher really going to give you any utility? Um, going to protect you against injury but you know would would an outfielder be more valuable you've got to start five of them so um you know having having nine or ten i think is worth more to me and then one of the in middle infield spots probably has to has to give up you know a, a third guy so either second base or shortstop um i tend to do it at shortstop because uh you're probably getting an elite one or a very mm -hmm. good one and, you know, so you need a second one to, to protect for injury and slumps. But is the third one going to add anything to your team? That, that's the question you want to ask. Yeah. And just hope that you don't, that your your first one's not Tatis and he's out riding a motorcycle again. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, uh, you know uh, that's the good thing with, with a kind of a normal offseason is guys like Tatis are hopefully in the organization facilities, not riding motorcycles in, in the Dominican and, um you know, gonna. They say he's a hundred percent and and looking ready to go. So, um, he's an interesting one. Same thing with Bryce Harper in best balls. Is you, you know, what do you do with those guys? Because twenty games, you know, a little more for Harper. Yeah. Um, is is it worth taking a guy that's that's a first round value with with that big discount? Yeah. So yeah, and I haven't checked out the Fantrax ADP yet, but you know, I, I wonder like. You know, seeing the NFBC or you see Tatis usually around the one-two turn in a 15-team or so, around like pick 16 or so or 17. Harper, I mean, he's sunken like a rock. I mean, he, you know, he's he's over pick 100, I think, if I if I recall correctly, like uh, in his latest uh, ADP. But yeah, because because that's a half a season we're talking about with Harper, perhaps maybe even more. Yeah, the the tough part, you know, you got you got two things working in opposite directions. Usually, it's Tommy John is less significant to a hitter. Um, but it happened so you know late in the year after the season because they were in the World Series, right? So um, you know it was a November surgery. Uh, you know even even without a really advanced timetable, that's still just a really long recovery. Um, you know being able to DH is going to be a big benefit for him, where they don't have to worry is he going to be able to throw from right field. Um, so I think if he's feeling good and swinging, you know the guy's an animal. Uh, he's going to yeah. say I'm I'm ready to go. I feel good. Get me in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, yeah, he's going to be DH only for us this year too. I don't know how that tracks in like fan tracks. Uh, but so there's no DH. So, you know, every year there's a few guys like Stanton for a while was getting bumped into outfield and, and that was a little bit of an arbitrage you could take advantage of where, sure. you know, people were used to drafting on a platform that had DH only under his name or, or, um, Jordan Alvarez is another guy for a little bit. He was DH only. Um, he becomes an outfielder on fan tracks because they need a, a hard coded position. Could they really? So, okay. So you can't, even though with the three UTs, he, he still gets outfield eligibility. Yeah. Everybody needs a primary position. Okay. There's no UT only. So, um, you know, you keep your eye out for that kind of thing on the other side of, of that system. Yeah. Uh, I know in the score sheet community where defense matters a lot, there's a lot of arguments about Tatis uh, still retaining shortstop eligibility, uh -huh. but um, he did. Uh, and that Jeff Barton decided to keep going that route just because he didn't play. It's not like he played the outfield last year and at the expense of shortstop. He just didn't play, period. So right. they, they retained his previous eligibility. But uh, 
you know, it's, you know, game operators have to make those tough decisions. Yeah. And, and as long as they make them in time and, and it's applied fairly, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, what other platforms are you playing best balls on? Uh, so, you know, we talked about the NFBC. They've got the, a best ball league as well. Um, and overall where, you know, best ball championship. So it's, it's first the cut line. It's got no, um, no fab periods at all. It's just okay. what you draft is what you get. Right. Um, and, and they're a little bit of a bigger league. They're 12 man leagues versus 10. So it's a, it feels a little more true if you're trying to jump into something that gives you prep for the season. You know, you're probably playing in a 12 team league. Um, to get used to the, the hitter, the, the name, the pool of names and all that. Um, right. It's a nice product for that. Um, you know, they, they also have their BB10 product, which is a, a little bit of a you know, $10 entry with some curtailed ro- rosters, which um, I haven't played a ton of yet this year. That's, that's one of the ones that kind of throws my brain off because of the uniquely curtailed rosters and, and starting spots. Right. So, you know, I tend to maybe get into that later in the season where, you know, maybe I just want a $10 entry. But, um, you know, you got Fanball now, um, Underdog now uh, making that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what sort of volume are you playing? Like how, like how many uh, best ball leagues do you typically play? I, I try to get high volume. Um, and, you know, my bread and butter is fan tracks, tracks, tens, and the 50-50 leagues where the first five spots double their money, the sixth okay. spot returns their ten dollars um for some reason i just have a knack for coming in fourth i don't i don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> know so, thyself you know, right yeah, it's, it's i'm realistic about my abilities and I, I do play you know obviously the 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 top two payout leagues where you're trying to win it it's 100 to first and i believe 20 to second but you know you got to win the whole thing and if you're going to spend the time and put the work in um you know, I'd rather see a small return uh, with less risk than no return at all. <laughs> that, that's it's the the comparison to like DFS, where you got cash game versus tournaments. You need those fifty fifties in there to kind of pay for the tournaments. Right, and it's always nice to log in the following year and see you have balances on on your platforms, not have to be making deposits. So right, exactly. Um, you know that that's my my goal is to just be coming out a little bit ahead. Um, it, it's a great tool for getting prepared for the season um i keep two of them going at any time um so you know my, my goal right now for this season i'm, I'm a little late getting my start we, we had our third child over the summer and oh nice she's six months old now so she keeps us busy but you know probably 50 leagues on fan tracks um maybe half of that on the nfbc nice very nice All right, very cool um, we got a, a player question, actually. Uh, one uh, a player analysis question from Fox Mulder asks, is Joey Manessis legit? Big, awesome season last year uh, as a older call-up. Are we going to get Schwindeld from him, or is he legit? You, you know, I think what I would lean towards is even if he is questionable, you know, the playing time is going to be there. He's on a yeah. team that, that needs him to work, kind of. You know, there, there's not a lot of challenge to PT on that roster. They're not going to compete. So they're going to give him leash. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of thing, the, the edges that I look for, because, you know, I won't, I won't consider myself a top talent evaluator, but people do like him. People yeah. I trust like him. And he's got that, you know, I, I think an edge with that kind of thing. So a guy like that versus somebody on a much more competitive lineup, um, you know, that that's where I would frame my decision from. 
Yeah, I mean, the price is right. I mean, he, he's yeah. getting discounted still pretty heavily. Um, in fact, in part, partially because like Schwindel tanked so badly last year. Um, yeah. That I, I really do think there's the late bloomer types are always like, are, are going to be looked at more with an askance eye. We always want to find the next Jose Bautista, but more often they end up like this. Yep, yep. Yeah, and you know, there, it feels like there's a lot of guys like that this year. And, and you know, middling prospects that are, getting penciled into starting spots so it's it's an interesting year there's a lot of bad teams yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you start looking you know down the the roster resource page and you're like that's the bottom half of their lineup that's what they're going to go with yeah I, I tweeted this out like a week ago because i was trying to tighten up my oakland a's pitching projections like i took a look at the oakland a's roster research page don't do that just don't <laughs> it's, it's, it hurts the eyes as a reds fan i can't really laugh too much because they're awful too but uh Reds are awful. The Pirates are awful. The uh, Nats are terrible. Well, there's some terrible lineups out there. Tigers is pretty scary still. But let me ask you, since you brought up the Reds, uh, how do you feel about Tyler Stevenson? Are, are you on board at his price? Yeah, I think his price is fine. Is what, like 150 overall, typically? Um, yeah, about that. A little earlier on, on two-catcher, but yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, he ran really well BABIP-wise, um, but I think he's a legit talent. Um, I also think that health is a concern, but I like that they're going to play him at first in DH a lot. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot more plate appearances than most catchers. So right. I, I think if he stays healthy, then I think I, I like him for that price. Yeah, there's an interesting crop of, of catchers in the middle middle rounds there that are young and yeah, we're at a good class of catchers right now. That's that's one of the things. It's it's not quite as scarce as it's been in previous years. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like having a lot of tight ends. It just doesn't feel natural. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we saw how tight end worked out this past year. Um, it True. was hideous. But anyways, um, all right. Well, that's going to kind of wrap up today's uh, conversation, talking about points leagues. Uh, I encourage you to check out Mike's work at Rasball. Mike, where can people find your work? Yeah, at Rasball, anywhere else? Yeah, a little fantasy alarm, too. I do some best ball pieces over there every year. Um, my, my weekly piece at, at Raz Ball is Knights of the Raz Table. Uh, okay. We take chunks of ADP, and I, I invite two guests on and pose a few questions to them. You know, last week we did the first round. Um, you know, so some unique questions about what are you looking for, steals or power, uh, you know, a would you rather, usually nice. thrown in there. So, you know, it's not going to be comprehensive, but it gets you ready for some of the, uh, the decisions you'll need to make in, in certain rounds. I like it. I like it. You can also follow Mike on Twitter at Roto underscore one at W-A-N. Uh, Mike, as always, fun talking with you. Looking forward to doing uh, some dra- more content. And we'll, do, we'll talk a little football in the, in the uh, summer as well. Appreciate it, Jeff. You bet. Mike Alexander, everybody. All right. I want to thank uh, Fantrax and Underdog for their sponsorship. Make sure to check out their platforms. There. We spent a lot of time talking about it today. Check it out for yourselves. Um, and make sure to tune in the rest of the week. We got uh, Clay and Todd tomorrow. Tune in to that. Thanks for listening to RotoWire. Have a good day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.